Check one, check two, and we're back with another episode of Tottenham Talk with your two favorite anchors, Clayton Troyer and Matt Cooster. Clay, what do we have on the plate today for us? So we got another weekly roundup coming at you. A day late, a little bit of issues with the Burnley postponement. We're going to see if there's going to be anything there, but there's not. So let's jump right into it. That means one whole episode for the peril that was our game against NS Mira. So we lost the game. Gave them their first points and first win in European competition ever. So that's a, a record that we broke again. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off this episode, talk about some of the underperformers of the match and what that means for their career at Spurs, um, namely Delhi, Doherty, Sanchez. Um, then we're going to talk about Harry Kane. Is he up for the task? Talk about Tangy a little bit, center back, our center back movement. Um, and then we then finish the episode out. We're going to talk about what the job is that Conte has ahead of him and our signings that are needed um, come in this January if we want to, you know, push for top four or, or any meaningful place this season. So, Matt, let's run it up. Talk about Delhi first. Delhi first. Jump right into it, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not? You know, it was interesting because let's see if I can pull up the lineup. Give me 30 seconds. I'll kind of start us off with a question here. Start so, with a question. Let me pull up the lineup here. Delhi Ali has gotten – an opportunity now under all of our managers, maybe besides Jose, but I don't understand what it is that he needs to get back to his old form or any form that can be beneficial to us. So for you, what is that? What has happened to him? What is this downfall of Dele Ali, this tragedy story that we've been watching the last couple of years? It's ever, it's ever, it's so weird because like 20, 16, 17 season. Yeah. When he was putting up goals, like he was, I mean, double digits, like 10, 11, 12 goals as a, you know, almost like an attacking midfielder, center forward under Potch. He was, you know, this next big thing, you know, and <clears throat> I don't know if it's scenery for him yet. <clears throat> I don't know if it's maybe he just needs a new challenge, a new atmosphere. Uh, but it just kind of seems like he's burnt out under the Tottenham badge. Mm -hmm. And I hate saying burnout. I don't know if that's maybe the proper word for it or proper phrase for him, but like he's still a good player. I, I think he can still do wonders somewhere else. I just don't think the level he's wanting to get to or get back at is under is that Tottenham due to just all the changes that's haven't been made. Dude, uh, that's not in his control. Managing. So, like, you know, ever since Potch left, you had, you know, Josie come in and then we have Nuno come in. Now we have Conte come in, you know, and so that's three managers in the course of two seasons that have total different tactics and philosophies um, on how they run the game. And so for a player like Delhi <clears throat> to have the support from Jose in certain parts of the season and then no support and then having another coach that says maybe some decent things about him, but maybe doesn't play often. It's just, kind of, it's just, it looks like to me that he just needs to go. He needs to go somewhere else and play somewhere else, unfortunately. Whether whether that's um, another team in uh, the Prem, that's another team in the Prem, but um, I still think his quality is still there. I think his quality you is think still there. Can, you think he can reach uh, those heights again? I mean – I think he needs that confidence. He needs he needs a booster. Um, he needs a manager that I think can believe yeah. him, believes on him, and I think Pochettino is going to be someone, if not the only one to do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's other managers out there that I think – would like to have Delhi in his quality, but um, him and Potch just had, I think, such a positive relationship 
um, back at Tottenham that, you know, with even with the Delhi rumors on loan to PSG a couple of years ago, you know, that was going to be a good thing for him, I thought, just because I wanted him to get back to his individual levels, um, not just for Tottenham's sake. Don't get me wrong. I would love for him to perform under the Tottenham badge like he used to. But it's tough because, you know, as a fan of not just – Spurs, but of, you know, the players on the team, Delhi is someone that you and I both agree was young when we were kind of young, starting into really liking the team. Um, and about, he popped off probably about four years into me starting to like, you know, watching Tottenham. So he definitely was a younger soul that kind of brought life into the game that I liked. And um, it's, it's sad to see how he performs now because you know what we know we can do. Right. But I think ideally it'd be better if he did go somewhere else because I think um, he'd do better under a new manager and probably a new scenery. What do you think? It's tough. I mean, I, 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 I've been, you know, I, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, like yeah. you said, new managers here, new managers there, different play styles, expectations, all that. But if you really are the level that he was at one point, I mean, he started to dip under Posh. So there's not really an excuse there. Um, so I think it's something else there's burnout might be a good term. Um, like you said, but you look at it, it's not like he hasn't gotten an opportunity. I mean, Nuno wanted him to be a player for him. Like, and yes, he was only here for a short amount of time, but he, he got a lot of time under Nuno and now Conte comes in and Conte has given him an opportunity too. It's hard because if you're a new manager, you see a player like that, you're like, Oh, I can, I can be a part of his revival. I can give him the pieces he needs to make a comeback, you know, but it seems like every manager that tries it is realizing, well, maybe I can't, you know, maybe this is something else. So I think you're right. I think he's got to leave, but what does that mean for Conte now? Does Conte, if you were Conte, do you give him another chance? Any chance? What does that look like? See, like chances, this is, this is when it comes to at the level of the game, at the level that Conte is coaching, you know, at the end of the day, it's three points. We use one win, you know, and your feelings honestly don't really matter to me as much as they should argue. Maybe they should. Fair enough. Um, I, if I was Conte, yes, I'd get him out of there as soon as I could. I'd get him out of there and I'd get a couple more out of there. A rebuild's also a rebuild. I mean, with how cheesy and cliche that sounds, like a rebuild is a rebuild. And, you know, you sell off all the guys that you want to offload all the, you know, kind of deadweight players and get some new new talent, um, right. which every club does. I mean, businesses do it. I mean, everyone does it. And so it's interesting to see how Kanye is going to approach that situation and approach that in January. Um, but there's definitely likes of, like, I I could name off, you know, Dyer, Doherty, um, Sanchez, Winks, um, Delhi. I mean, those guys right there, I'd offload immediately. Get them out. My opinion, I, there's they're dead weight to me. And all those players, those players. I mean, after yeah, after the if we're this is about Mira Mira game for sure. Sanchez. I mean that that performance was a great performance on a great example of how crap we are defensively. And under Conte, I feel like back at Inter, his best qualities uh, with that team was his defense, his yeah. the, the, the defense. And in order for us to do that, we need money. And we also need, you know, the space for him. 
Dyer's not good enough to be there, unfortunately. And Sanchez has shown many times that he's not good enough to be there. I think Dyer's <laughs> actually been our, one of our most solid defenders since Conte's. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm sticking to this. Today's date, November 30th, 2021. Sanchez and Dyer need to get out of the club. Who's going to play otherwise? Like Roden? Well, you, you, you replace them with two, two new starting center backs. Mm. You go by I actually, I, I actually think that, that you go Conte's, by two starting center backs. Well, yeah, you'd need to do that, but we're not going to do that in January. It's not going to happen. Well, I don't, I mean, who knows? Well, we'll I, you gotta, I mean, okay. I, I guarantee we'll buy people in January, yes. Right. But I mean, you look I, also, I, I don't, so I don't it's know. Hard. I don't know how it's much, hard. So you I don't know how that, much so. room and leeway you can give our defense. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how much – I mean, don't get me wrong. I get in winning games, you have to score. I get that. And that Kane saga and us scoring is a whole nother ordeal. But we're working on that. But I still think, you know, defense wins games, defense wins championships. And So here's know. my question then. Here's my question. It is it – like, I, I thought personally in the mirror game, it wasn't that bad defensively. It was really? Sanchez individually. Twice. Sanchez individually was terrible. Sanchez, they got, like, two chances, and they scored on both because Sanchez like, maybe royally screwed up. That- Maybe I take back the fact that you sell Dyer, but you still, in my eyes, need to get two starting center backs. Or yeah. if not, two center backs, one's a starting center back in January. You gotta get one starting center back in January and then another center back. You have we have to. I agree. I, I mean agree. totally. On but, top so, of a holding midfielder, on top of a forward. So, so in your with in those your players, eyes. you have to offload other players. Right. In your you eyes know? right and now. Likes of like, I mean, a lot of these guys on Inter. Conte once because of the, you know, the tactics that he, that he displays, but it's not like he's just throwing random guys that enter. You know, he, Brozovic is one of his most prolific defensive midfielders that Inter had, and he played right in the central in a three-five-two, and that's something that we lack. Yeah. So you know, I know there's a you know, and there's the front Cassier of potentially next summer. Who knows stuff like that, but like. If, if we're going to want to be a child, if we want to be a team that can compete for top four and a team that wants to play, you know, Champions League football, we have to fix our defense. We yeah. have to fix our defense. And I'm sorry, but fixing the defense does not mean uh, going out and, you know, spinning, I guess, what's the word? Stupid money on, like, you know, I don't, I'm not saying Roden was a bad idea or Roden was a bad purchase, but you know we're in a situation where we are not spending the 55 million on Skurniar, but then we're like, okay, we'll pay 45, but they decline. But then we say, yeah, we'll pay an extra 50, we'll pay 15 mil over here for Roden. Well, I don't know. In my head, I like, yeah. can't just combine that 15 mil to the 45. Yeah. You know, no, I, like, I totally agree. I totally how, agree. How I guess tight finance, you know. So I, I just don't want to beat around the bush anymore. As a fan, I, I know we can be good, and it sucks because we have quality on our team, and we have one of the best managers to walk this planet, and I just don't want to throw it away. And I think that he's going to be one of the better ones to buy us and find us good back line. I agree. I Over Jose. Right. Over Jose. And I think that is because Conte came from a winning side, one that trusts him, to, trusts him as well. And his fallout with Inter wasn't like a bad thing. It was a mutual agreement because Milan doesn't have any money. So like, yeah. listen, we, we can't afford you. But, and that's why I think you take advantage of. And that's why I feel like, you know, all the tweets about Brozovic potentially not having his contract extended and whatnot and so forth, blah, blah, blah. But 
I do think um, it's definitely a January window to take advantage of, even next summer. But our, our defense has got to get fixed before we focus on anything else, I think. That Murrow game, yeah. I thought, was a great example. You're right, though. Sanchez, as if, I think Sanchez is someone to point out on that. I mean, but, like, you know how often now we use you, we use the outside backs in the attack? Like, not I'm not talking about us personally. I'm talking just all top teams. I mean, Liverpool, City, Chelsea. I mean, everyone uses their outside, their wing backs so well, and they use them perfectly. So you know, we can't have Doherty go up and yeah. give a half-ass cross against, you know, especially against the side, like, like, like really, really come on. Yeah. So like, that's, that, that's the, that's the issue I have, you know, when you're at having, I'm kind of going on a rant here. This is great. Having, you know, <laughs> being like a Tottenham fan, I still think you have to uphold standards of quality. Not saying that we have Doherty being bad, but like Serge wasn't the greatest. And it's frustrating to see what we used to be and then kind of what we accept right now. Not accept, but as fans, we don't accept Oh, you're it. right. You're right. Like, I think you're looking right. looking at a, an acceptable performance. We're like, what the fuck is this? No one wants us to watch this, you know? And yeah. so, like, that's why when I'm just like, offload these guys. They're just, they're just, they're just killing us in wages, and we don't, we don't need that. Let's go find new talent somewhere else. I'd rather be playing someone who's 18 years old, who's just as shit as Gordy maybe is, but is learning the game. And it's like, it's like Tanganga. Hey, you, where's Z been? Yeah. Well, he, yeah. Didn't he get briefly injured? He was after, hurt, though, I think. He was hurt yeah. for a little bit. But that's, an, that's just another thing that. And you're you know, right. And you look at the game. You, I mean, those three players, I had tell, I mean, I was like, oh, another opportunity for Delhi, new manager. Come on. Like, you know, the, the, the romantic in you wants that to work. It wants Delhi to succeed because he, what he, what you said, what he gave to us, right? But you're right. You got, you can't accept mediocrity anymore. You know, right. you can't just accept mediocrity as all right. Well, we gotta let's see what happens, sort of thing. You know, if we want to be that top side, you gotta have that hard nose, the the willingness to sort of say it, you know, where, where it is, you know, and say, you know what, these guys aren't good enough. We got to get them out. So that brings me to one more question, a couple of questions. Then Doherty, I think to me is a is a sell. Cutter losses sell, right? I mean, how many chances has he gotten? Well, I mean, us us especially have given him the benefit of the doubt for the past year and a half, right? right. It's crazy. Um, and then you look at Delhi. Now that's another question. I still do think there is something in that man. Obviously, we saw it when he was twenty one years old. Now he's 24, 25. You also see it though. Remember when Jose came in and he had that like cool little black back heel against West Ham? Those small, you know what I'm talking I about? Mean, he was he single-handedly helped us get into top six. Yeah. Because he's, when he he's joined done so well individually right. past. And man, it's just it's just so unfortunate and unfair to see where he is right now. Totally. So looking at that though, do we loan him? Do you sell him? What's the move there? That's tough because, like, obviously, if you loan him, I, I'd honestly just let him go. You think that's he's the probably, easier? He's probably easier. about 20 mil, nothing, nothing crazy, but his wages will be out of there. Get him out. Go find something. So that's the question then. Uh, I guess you have to find out who's, who you'd fit there. But, like, see, that's the thing is, like, I honestly don't think it's that hard to replace someone like him. It's not – it's, I don't – it's probably easier to say, obviously, than do – but I was rewatching the All or Nothing, 
and watching, I think Inich, Inich is that his name? Who? Who's the, the head of recruitment? Oh, Steve Hitchin. Hitchin. And talk about how January is his worst time of the year. And it's just, it was, I was watching and it just made me laugh. It just made me laugh because I can pull up many guys that I just want to look at. But like, it's just, it's, it's interesting because yes, it's probably more difficult to buy and sell than it is just to say it, obviously. But I do think that there's lack of audacity, maybe some courageousness from uh, those off the pitch, not players, not management. I'm talking higher authority like Daniel Levy and some of his men. That I think I think Paratici will, will 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 change that definitely. Well, yeah, that's that's we have. but but I think I think. And in terms of Delhi, Conte's got a tough choice here because he's got to go. That's clear. But the question is, you have a player of that caliber or, you know, that has that caliber in him. Do you just let him go for next to nothing? 20 million is next well, to nothing. You could argue he's just like an Erickson at this point. Yeah, and Erickson then went and helped enter win the league. I know. But, like, what I'm saying is, With Erickson's situation, I was fine taking the 20-something mil. He didn't well, that was also it. different because Erickson wanted to leave. That's true. That's true, too. That's so true too. when you look at Delhi, it's like, okay, do we sell him and cut our losses? Or, you know, 20 million, if we get, you know, let's, let's call it 20, 25 million, that's not going to get you anyone of any – maybe, maybe it'll get you halfway there, but do you, do you loan Delhi and then hope that after that next year away, he's better, but then if he comes back, will he still be, it's, it's, I just think Conte is in a tough spot. It's clear that he has to go and he needs to get football experience elsewhere. But the question is, how do you do that? How do you go about that? Right. And we may not have an answer. Well, that's why I think the rebuild comes in. It's a rebuild. The rebuild's called a rebuild. So you cut our losses and say, move on. Exactly. You let go of the dead weight, whether it's, you know, you get some money, but not all you're going to get some though. Uh, and then utilize that and maybe invest that towards the next, you know, who you buy. Obviously, you know, it's such a game in terms of transfers and finances, finances here, but we're going to be spending whether it's in January and in summer. But I do think that many players are going to be offloaded within the next this season. Maybe hope, sorry, January would be ideal because I would love to get Deucin in January. Right. If possible. Let's I know, move on. Before we talk about January, let's move on. Before we talk January. Yeah, before we move on there. But okay, so Delhi, Doherty, talked about them, talked about our defense. Sanchez, two horrible mistakes. He can't see the pitch anymore. To me, it's absurd why Roden is getting subbed off and right. even Sanchez isn't. Um, Give Roden minutes, man. Give Roden Tanganga and put 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 Davies back there. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think Davies is doing is a is a great there's nothing bad. Back great there. short-term solution to our left center back with Dyer and then Romero. I think that's great. I, I honestly think that's fine. Um, I think I think Reguilon and Emerson have got to be better though where they play. I agree, but I better. also think, yeah, I know totally. I agree. I agree. But moving on to Mura. So Kane started the game, and we talk about impact of players. We talk about Kane. We talked about he kind of seemed like he was turning a new leaf since Conte got there, but oh. I mean, maybe he looked like he maybe was trying more than games in the past, but he didn't make an impact. What is that? Is he up for the task? Interesting you mentioned it because it took him, what, 72 minutes to get a goal? Took him 70, I've already here, Ken goes in 72nd minute. It took him 72 minutes to get a goal. 
And which is unfortunate because, you know, he puts all these away against an international duty, but again, his competition may be a little weaker, but is the competition that much weaker as opposed to Murrah? No. You know? And so I don't know. I, I wouldn't put necessarily all that on him or that burden all on him, but I wrote this on my, my notes watching the game and I, I wrote down it's, it's kind of virus to the team. And, you know, it's a question that I think is a very valid one that people should uh, ask themselves because, you know, I see the difference between Kane and Son. I, there's a definite, there's now, right now, currently, total difference between the two and how they yeah. play. And not just like their individual qualities, but the presence they bring heart, passion, and love for not just the game, but for Tottenham. Saint Son comes on, beats a couple of players, tries to get a shot off, does something, tries to do something individually that he thinks he can do. Well, I feel like when you get Kane, whether he gives a chance, he just seems so lazy, lackadaisical, um, passive, um, to a point where it doesn't look like you want to be there. And he could argue that he does, but if he does, then show me. You haven't True. showed me. And I totally agree. It's sad. It is sad. So it's tough because I think I think you know I saw a, a piece of news that said. Conte has declared Vlahovic as Kane's heir at Tottenham, meaning his replacement. Um, so that means, me. huh? It's fine with me. Yeah, right, me too. But the question then becomes, is, is, is Conte, um, you know, looking at getting rid of him in January? That's interesting Wait, because I know. Where did you see this? I can't remember. Somewhere on Twitter. Oh, really? Um, but. There's obviously, there's obviously speculation and stuff, but I think that is a question that Conte needs to consider, and I'm sure he is, is struggling with. Is Well, it's interesting because, like, Kane's a striker. It was so It's so weird because Kane used to be a striker that held the ball up, but now he's almost a poacher. He can do it all. He cannot just hold the ball up. He obviously can finish, but the dude can pass like no other. And, like, with how much hate and not hate, how much negative comments I have towards the man at the moment – He's still world class, and he's still, I think, one of the greatest English strikers to walk this earth, or will go down, hundred percent, no yeah. question about that. Um, I think he's arguably one of the best players currently at the moment. Um, I, I, I think that's probably a little bit much, but well, I'm going off of international duty performance, mm-hmm. not club. How about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I guess in the past, put it this way, he's obviously done very, very great and consistent work. But um, him going or Conte having the idea of him leaving, um, I feel like it's not all bad, but it's interesting because I remember him posting on Twitter, or not Twitter, Fab, Fabrizio tweeted it, but it was just saying how Conte commented on Kane about how Kane's world-class and wants to win at Tottenham, blah, 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 blah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he does. I'm sure he does, but, you know, it's he's still in this rut, and I, I don't know what it is, but there's still time. Obviously, I think the Premier League – I'm excited that we have Premier League on Thursday, Premier League on Sunday, some good games, important I'm games. I'm really curious to know, too, on who's going to play, because those are two back-to-back Prem matches, which I think are ten times more important than Conference League matches, in my opinion. Right, right of course. Um, and I'm very curious to know on who he's going to start on those games. Yeah, it is. Is it nice. Brentford than who? Um, 
I'm not sure. Brighton? No. No, it's I'm not it's sure. Norwich. Norwich, yeah, yeah. It's Norwich. So I mean so it's Brentford at home that be, and Norwich away. No, there's there's no excuse that shouldn't be six points, right? But I'm curious to have, see. We should have Kane, nine points in the next three games. Nine, yeah, nine points in domination. Yeah, I'll tell you what we, who we play. I have it right here. We play Brentford and Norwich are both home games, and we play away at Brighton, and then we're away at Leicester. I mean, and then home of Liverpool. And tell me, I honestly don't. These next two games, I one game at a time. But these next two games, Brentford Norwich are definitely six points. There's no question in my mind we should get six points there. We don't get six points there. I agree. Um, so moving on from Kane, I think, you know, there's a, a lot to go there, but he's, he's still got time to prove that he, he deserves to play for us, for anyone, honestly. You play yeah. like this, you don't deserve to play for anyone. Um, and, you know, I think it's still in him. I just – I need him to I, – I hope he can, can pull it out because – we need him, honestly. We need him. So now let's talk about one more player before we kind of go into Conte and uh, the January transfer window and wrap this episode up. Um, Tangi and Dombele. What, what what is his deal? What, what what are your thoughts on him right now? Because he did not look good at all against Murrow. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's so interesting because like back when he played at Lyon, he was so different of a player i mean they did i think play three five two or three four three back at leon he was in a i want to say a five midfielder i could be wrong though so don't quote me on that so i think transition to the prem obviously was difficult um he's had an experience he's been under four managers since he's left think about that he's been under five managers in two clubs five managers in two clubs that's insane and one of the managers didn't ever leave one club that's wild to me. That just shows that's that's very flawed in my eyes. I think. Um, oh, that being said, maybe that's not his fault necessarily. His but fault, there's a lot would, that, that there's a lot. I that would I definitely think. look into getting out of the club if I. Was and maybe that's not even to say that hey, he hasn't been playing well. We need to get him out. It's maybe it's you know what this guy has had four different managers since he's been at Spurs. We're doing a rebuild. He, I just don't he think he's in the eyes of the rebuild under Conte. I think he could do great under Nagelsmann, um, back under at Bayern, and I saw he was linked there too. That's another reason, but um, I think he, I think he's a player that I think could prosper somewhere else, big time. Unfortunately, he's not. He's not going to be at Tottenham. He, I, he's shown the good things he's shown at Tottenham. I think he can do consistently under a team who's. <clears throat> fighting every game and has a chance every game to win, unlike Tottenham at the moment. Right. Who's kind of in shambles. Um, yeah. A stable squad I think he deserves. And I think it's appropriate to let him go, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think um, time for Tangy to go I think as well. he deserves it. He's played kind of his part. Um, I, think I, I disagree with that. I don't think he's – I think he's well, underperformed. played his part. Maybe he could have done better. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he played he, – he's – what I, all I'm saying is he's done what he came to do. I don't I don't agree with that though. In what way has he came what he done to do? He he's hasn't even cemented himself as a, a proper starter no. or an impact player. He was the most expensive player our club had ever bought. You're telling me he came he and did what he was supposed to do? No. <laughs> 
The only reason I push you on that is because I think Tangi gets a lot of leeway, you know, because he's, he is, it is so clear, you know, no matter who you ask, that he has the, he's one of the most talented young players out there. But like, well, there's moments where like, I would say that he did do what he came to do. Yeah, I, I agree. There's moments, but that's not, that's not what makes a player good. Moments don't matter. Right. Moments don't matter. It's, it's, it's consistency. And that's what Conte is talking about. You can't have ups and downs. That's not, that does not create winning teams. You need consistency. Right. So that being said, Tangy, I think it's time for him to go. I I think you're right. I think we cut our losses. Let Conte give some Conte some freedom here because Tangy, I think is still going to be a valuable prospect. I think he'll still be upwards of 50 mil. Well, like another thing too is I don't think money's not all the issue too. Is I think he's got to have room in a squad to do a rebuild, not, yeah, not having, like one player here. And not having, player, no. yeah. yeah, like here's six open spots. These six are gone. On an, in a perfect world, obviously. Right, 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 right. And and, and it's not all going to happen in January. I think moving on to our next segment here, it's it January is an, another. Beast, I think January right? is going to be a start for um, – I think we'll see at least one or two. I think we, I think we need three. We're going we're gonna to see at least one, promise no, you. I, I, yeah. Okay, but, moving on to that. Let's move on to that then. So talking about what does Conte have in front of him now? How big of a challenge is it? Um, do you think it's any bigger than it was when he arrived? I mean, or, in, a way, in a way, he's got something to lose, but in a way he doesn't. I don't I think he has it. anything to lose per se, but I think him personally, the type of guy he is, you know, he doesn't want to lose these challenges. No. And, and I think one thing I love about his demeanor is the, he's so fixated and he values the emotions and what's off the pitch rather than like, like the teamwork, the passion for the game, mm, yeah. the drive, the competitiveness you know, the willingness to fight for the ball on the, on the line, you know, stuff like that, and not being half-assing it out there. You know, there's there's a difference in coaching. I think it's, that's so critical, and I think that's why, you know, he's so valued, you know, how high Conte is, is due to um, his presence and how he motivates his players. And I think that a coach who can motivate players – is hard to find. Not only Agreed. hard to find, um, there's only very little of them. And Conte, I think, is one of the best ones out there that motivates his players. And so that's something I feel like that we've lacked. And I feel like that when a manager has – I mean, the way I look at it is the connection that the manager has with these players is the same way I had a feeling of when back when we played high school soccer with all our friends. I feel like the same sort of mentality is right there. Everyone wants to compete. Everyone wants to be the best. And it's interesting because I've played on a squad that's been that competitive factor and wanted to compete. Maybe not, obviously, at a level of Premier League. I get that. I'm not saying that. I'm not comparing my high school team to Prem. But what I'm saying is you can tell on the field on a Tottenham game when the willingness – the willing, the willing, the willingness, the willingness, yeah. the passion, um, the going in, you know, getting knocked, getting, you know, a couple bruises type thing like that, we lacked. 
for, yeah, no, I agree. For, for a while. I mean, under Joe's day, Joe's kind of hinted at it uh, at an all or nothing when we played Wolves, kind of talked a bit about it. And then Nuno was someone that I don't really know what really well, he, he didn't did. get a chance. <laughs> he didn't really get a chance. And then, and then you got Conte. So it's interesting because players are so different when they have someone behind them who genuinely supports them and has a passion for what they believe they can do. And Conte believes he can change something here. And I think that proves and motivates the players, which makes well, it them want right? to play. And if the it does and if it doesn't, you get them out, no matter who it is, no matter Correct. if it's Kane, it doesn't, no matter if it's Tangy. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. matter, right? He see, and I think Tangy, Tangy's been someone who's with the work rate is something that Tangy lacks. Delhi is someone who has a good work rate, you know, defensively and offensively. And I think Tangy having a poor work rate has shown in training. Right. Under Conte. And I think that's why Conte's not choosing or selecting that often because his work rate's low and his – the, right. the willing, like I said, the willingness to want to be there. I mean, not not want to be there, but like work, fight, compete, be yeah, an compete. athlete. You know, yeah, no, totally. I get it. I get it. I'm all, I'm all with you. I think I think Conte is. I'm the reason I'm so confident and calm. I I know me and you and our friend Dylan. We were having a good debate the other day after the Murray game, and you know, I wanted to bring this <laughs> up. I don't think you know. I don't know what people expected when Conte came in that things were just gonna magically change i was not surprised at all when we lost to murray oh, and, and, and people lost. were people were freaking out i'm not sure i'd say Go i was happy we lost shut up <laughs> i'm not so i'm not i'm not sure things aren't going to change automatically right you know it takes time and it takes yeah. you know faith and trust and i think that's a huge part is our squad is so fragile our fan base is even can even be a little fragile i know i know now, me and you this is interesting too because like Conte was interviewed and said that you know money doesn't need to be the factor in, in a rebuild. That was interesting because in a way it does, but in a way it doesn't. He's not necessarily fully wrong about it, but I was interested because I feel like if anyone were to say something like that, it'd be Conte mm. saying how I don't need money to change this around. Klopp said the same thing, and then went off and bought Salah, Mane, and Alisson in the season, but whatever, and then won. But we won't talk about that. Right. <laughs> but, you know, let's move, so let's... Conte, I'm curious because we haven't really been a club that spent big before, besides in Dombelli that one season. The season before, we spent nothing. And then, like, last year we spent, like, maybe $80 million on five different players, but we haven't really spent big. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like dumped, you know, 150 million and six, seven players or four players that are quality players, you know, 40, 40, 40, 40 here for four solid players. Um, so I'm curious to know what we're going to do about that because like, it also brings passion for the audience and the fans. Obviously when you bring new eyes and right. a new, new, new pair of a new uh, body in, but um, it's definitely going to be challenging too because Romero's out right now with injury so even more reason even more of a reason to get a center back so uh let's move on to that right so let's go to january finish off the episode january 
a crucial month for us as Spurs fans and as a team in order to get top four. I think personally still top four is, is attainable given Man U and given, given the situation. And then you even look at Liverpool with AFCON where they're going to lose Mane and Salah for the entire month of January. Um, you know, you look at that, I think it's attainable. I really do. And, but, but it's going to take some work in January. So how many players do you think we need and could we obviously need more than like two or three, but realistically, are we going to, could we get, and who do those players, who are those players for you? DeVry or DeVry, center back for Inter Milan, someone that <clears throat> is, looks like he likes. And then Mateus DeLict is someone that is on the watch in terms of center back who I wouldn't be mind looking into. I mean, despite the shit performance they had against Chelsea, um, I still think he's someone that could definitely blossom. Um, but you got to realize, too, who they're going to be coached under. So right. despite maybe how their team is now, um, don't get me wrong, individual confidence and quality is a big factor and stuff. But I think Conte has done such a solid part and has put a big significance um, in the Serie A, just in general, winning three titles with Juventus and one with Inter Milan. And then, you know, being Italy's manager for two years and reaching the quarterfinals of the World Cup, like, He's got history with Italy. And so people want to play for him and people believe what he can do. So um, having, I think, a Delict, DeVry, or DeVry and a Romero back line uh, would be absolutely clinical. What about a left footed center back, though? A left footed center back would be great as well. I'm not opposed to a left footed center back. Um, I know Pau Torres is someone that is with another likes of. Uh, a center back, but I know there's another one that I like. Uh, I like watching is uh, Sven Botman. Mm. Uh, Lil, I think he's Lil. Lil, um, he's young. He's great as well. But you know, it's it's tough, obviously, because players like Kunde don't want to come because we're not Champions League. That's fine. Don't get them. Get someone else. Um, right. But so like, pick, you got to pick though. I did. Yeah. I said Delict and Devry. So those are oh, the two players. Are you talking about? Are you talking about? In general? Okay, so. Okay, well, those are two center backs, top two center backs I look into. Either, um, one. either one, either or. Um, I think they both be great. Yeah. Uh, I think Delict would be fantastic, to be honest with you, because despite his age, uh, put him four, three, four years. I mean, he's physical. He, he brings the stats you need as a center back that could play in the Prem, I think. I think he'd be just fine. Uh, he'd be like, think, in my eyes, he'd be like a Ruben Diaz in my eyes. I think he'd be pretty solid. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know about picking up Brozovic because I'm a huge Frank Kessie fan, and I would absolutely wait until his contract's up in Milan. Um, in the well, summer still, like, you might not even wait till his contract's up because in situations like that, he's going to be cheaper right now. So if his contract's up in the summer, you best believe Milan are going to take any price for him right now. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah, but he'll be free in the summer. Yeah, but – we're not going to get him. If it comes to the summer for me, for Vlahovic or Frank Kessier, we're not going to get him. Well, I mean, you got to be proactive in these things. I know. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Obviously, one thing you got to realize too is players will do anything for money. And I get that, but but you think we're going to be able to offer more than the other top clubs well, that would want? This him? is interesting because Fabrizio tweeted that. Fabrizio has tweeted that links with Frank Kessier. Frank Kessier does he declines a seven million dollars. Seven million a year contract with Milan because we have offered eight. I get that. So who knows if that's entirely true? Who knows if the numbers are true? I don't know. 
But that's another thing with Brozovich. Brozovich wanted six and a half million at Milan um, plus bonuses. And they said, oh, no, he wanted seven and a half million plus bonuses, but they offered six. And he said no. So that's right. another person that is on stalls of the contract. So I'm curious to know as well, but those are two defensive mids I pick up. And then Dusan Belovic is a given. The dude's putting numbers up. I mean, I honestly think, and you can, Dusan will be, if not, the quality of Holland and Mbappe in a couple of years. I agree. Especially if he comes to the Premier League. is right there behind. And I, this crazy thing is, is people think Mbappe is right, like, levels above Holland. And I don't think they're far off. And I think Dusan is right behind Holland. And he's a sleeper. And I think it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, Holland has put up 50 goals in 50 games. And that's pretty insane for his age. I'm not saying that. Um, Do not sleep on Dusan. He's right there. I agree. Um, And I I love it. I love it because the young talent that we're being able to watch is fascinating. It is. Totally. Fascinating. yeah, I think – so here's mine. I think we need three players, same positions you said. For me, center backs, I would go DeLitt, DeVries, or Kim and Jay. Um, we've been linked with him again. I honestly think any of those three are great. Uh, we need those big, demanding center backs, and that's just – those are those three are fit the bill. So I think eventually we need a left-footed center back. If we could get that, we need that soon, I think. But it's tough. Um, and then – Honestly. And then midfield, I agree. I think Frank Kessier, or I would even go, I also think um, Weston McKinney would be huge. Um, and we've been sort of half linked with him here and there. And I think. Did you also see Kulushevsky was linked? Yeah. That's another young guy who I think could do wonders with us. <clears throat> if Bergwijn ends up going on loan somewhere or going off, I think he could replace that side. Perfectly. I love Kulushevsky. He is someone fun to watch on Juve. By the way, Juve's playing right now. I also think, and then also Vlahovic is a given. I think we have to get him in January because he'll be he'll be somewhere else. He'll be he'll be somewhere else if we don't get him in January. Well, I don't know if you know, but Fab Fabrizio tweeted again. Atletico last summer offered 50 mil plus 10 million in bonuses. He declined uh that contract from Atletico. Florentino also declined it. Florentino offered to extend 2023. He declined 2023 extension. I think he's going to Tottenham. All right, let's not get our hopes up because we know how that all that plays out. But but here's where I think January is very important. Tonight, Arsenal. I'll, I'll round out. Well, yeah, of course. And I'll round out kind of the episode with this. I think this January is so, so crucial for us for the next two years because if we don't get the players we need to finish top four or, got to help me, top six, in January right now, then we're not going to be able to attract the players we need for the next season this summer. True. Right. But if we get, we, we shell out the money, even if Frank Kessier getting, even if he's going to be free this summer, assuming that you could get him over someone else, if we don't get him and the players we need to get top four now, then it's going to be irrelevant because those players won't want to come there anymore. They just won't. Right. You're not, you're not, Kunde is a great example. It's a great example. So, Yes, you can say, all right, well, Kuna doesn't want to go there, blah, blah, blah. Don't be like that. On my notes, Sanchez was butthole. That's what I wrote. And Maybe I wrote that on my notes. So that's what I'm saying. We got to capitalize this, this winter. I think three signings is huge and, and, and important. So 
Yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's, Let's get it. Go. All right. Two big games ahead of us, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, this will be out uh, Wednesday morning. If you're listening to it right now, then it's already out. So. <laughs> and look out for uh, another episode covering Brentford and Norwich this weekend. There we go. Next week, another weekly roundup. Uh, I think we're due for a great debate as well. Let us know if what you guys liked or thought of that. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on all socials. Um, again, we are having our community stuff come up soon. Um, sorry, it's been a little slow on that. We're, we're just trying to figure out the best way to go about it before we commit too much to something like that. So I'm thinking Discord and Reddit in the future so we can all talk and, and, and hang out and create that sort of community, uh, especially here in the States for us Spurs fans. So I'm super excited about it. But keep looking out for us. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you.